in our sermon today. And the reason why I'm saying sermon like this is because I specifically wrote this today to be like a cakey lesson. So I want the cakey to be able to get something out of this. I want you guys to be able to get something out of this. The best way for all of you adults to get something out of this is to remember what it was like to be a kid. Now, for some of you, that might have been a really long time ago, and some of you, it might not have been so long. Uh, some of you are kids at heart, so it won't even be a stretch at all. Um, but I just want you to not take yourself too seriously this morning. Be ready to laugh. Uh, be ready to do some fun, interactive things, because in the cakey ministry, we don't like to just sit down and be preached at um, for a half hour. That's when the rebellion starts, and they start running wild. So uh, we like to make it fun. We like to make it engaging. So we want to invite you to be able to enjoy this with us. Now, our church staff has been talking about prayer, and that's actually why we've changed, and, and prayer starts at 845 right before the service, because we're wanting to grow corporate prayer in our church fellowship so that it becomes something that is integral to what we do here at KBC and who we are at KBC, that we pray as a body of Christ together corporately. And we were talking about prayer and uh, thinking about what is the difference with people back, back in the biblical times, in those ancient times, that their culture was built around this corporate prayer. The Jewish children, they prayed in their homes, and they prayed in the temple. It was built into who they were. It was just something they would always, always do. And even you see this with Jesus when he would go to the temple. Uh, that was a part of their daily life, a part of their weekly life. And we were asking ourselves, how can we grow that in our church? And I was like, you know, it starts with the cakey. And how can I and our, our parents and our teachers teach our children to pray, not just privately. Yes, that's a very important part to develop that private closet, secret life, prayer life, but also corporately together with the body of Christ. And I was like, well, I need to start teaching them that. I need to start giving them opportunities to pray and tools to pray so that they can understand more and that can become a habit, a part of their daily life that will carry them through their whole life. And then the corporate prayer here at KBC will become an all-church thing that even the cakey are passionate about and a part of. So that's really the heart of this uh, series. It's called Can You Hear Me, God? And it's about prayer and hearing, the, hearing God's voice. I want to be clear, this is the kickoff of this series. So this is the first week. This is the introduction. So adults, as you're hearing this, this is not going to be exhaustive. There is a lot of parts of prayer that I'm not going to get to here this morning, and it's going to be continued in our Harbor classroom over the coming weeks. But this is just a, a beginning, starting off point. So as you hear, you're like, oh, she left out this part of prayer. She left out this thing. Uh, don't, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to get to it. It just means that Keiki can only handle so much. So I just give it to them in little bits at a time. So today we're going to be um, talking a little bit about more about what is prayer. So we'll get to that in just a second. So Keiki, I like to do memory verses. Uh, at Sports Camp we do long ones. Usually there are at least two verses. This one is about as short and easy as it can get. Never stop praying. I don't even know if you can make it shorter. Maybe the Jesus wept 
could be a, possibly a shorter verse. Never stop praying. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And like I was saying, I want them to develop this habit of prayer, that prayer is something they do every single day for all of their lives. And not just because we sit down at the table and we all hold hands and thank God for providing our dinner and blessing our family, providing for our needs. We do that, and it's very important. But I want prayer to become something they do at school. I want prayer to become something they do in the car, on trips, with their friends, playing sports, that that prayer can become an all-of-life habit that we do. Never stop praying. So the first question we want to ask ourselves is, what is prayer? So just, again, remember, this, there's a lot of aspects of prayer, but I'm just going to touch on a few here to kind of get us going. Cakey, so... Uh, and I don't want parent, uh, adults, again, just don't take ourselves too seriously. Please don't get offended. I compared prayer to things that Keiki can understand. So, uh, so that's part of the reason why I chose these specific comparisons. So the first one is prayer is like God's phone number. Prayer is like God's phone number. And I even spent a lot of time <laughs> making this phone <laughs> uh, calling God. It, you would not believe how hard it is to find <laughs> something like this. I had to just make it myself. Um, but it's like having God's phone number and having the ability to be able to call God, right? Because God is not, I, he's, I mean, yes, he is here. But we can't physically see him and have a conversation with him like I could with Hannah who's sitting right here, right? But we can have a conversation with God. And so in a way, it's like his uh, phone number, and you could call him up. But the cool part about it is, is that God always answers. He's always there. So you'll never get a busy signal. Do they still, I was thinking, do they still have busy signals today, or does it just go straight to voicemail? It won't go to voicemail. It won't say that God is busy. It won't put you in a waiting line where you have to listen to the elevator music uh, until it's your turn, or tell you you have 15 minutes to wait. Would you like a call back, or something like that? It God always answers. It is so cool and so mind-blowing. Cakey, do you know that when God, when people pray, God can hear every single person's prayer, even if we, in the, every single person in the entire world prayed at the exact same moment. God could hear every single prayer individually. He could answer every single prayer. He has this incredible power that goes beyond anything we can understand. So God will always, always answer when you pray. That's super cool. He'll always hear you. In the Bible, it tells us that when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. God is always ready to take your call. Prayer is like God's phone number and he's always there. Now, it's important to remember, this is the only not in the list. Prayer is not like a vending machine. Okay, so Keiki, it means you can't go and take your dollar and stick it in or say just the right words when you pray and God's going to guarantee to give you exactly what you asked for. So if you get down on your knees and say, dear Jesus, I really, really, really want a new PS5 and I'm just going to ask for it every single day until I get one. Maybe, maybe you will get a PS5. Maybe your parents will be like, you know what, I think that sounds like a good birthday gift, but maybe not, right? God is uh, not, it's not like a vending machine, okay? So now there's two important things I want you to know about this from the Bible. First of all, it says, 
When you ask, you do not receive because the reason you ask is wrong. You want things only so that you can use them for your own pleasure. So you can't pray out of selfishness, which is hard. We are selfish people, all of us, not just cakey, right? We, we maybe see it sometimes the easiest in our cakey, that selfish, that selfish nature comes out, right? We are selfish people. But when we pray, it's important to kind of not just pray for ourselves and what we want and what we need, but to pray for others, to be thinking about the needs of others, be praying for other things outside of ourselves. And then, and this is what the Bible promises us, even though you are bad and you know how to give good gifts to your children, so surely your heavenly Father will give good things to those who ask him. So God knows your needs, And God is loving, and God is good, and he wants to bless you. The answer to your prayer may not be what you're expecting. It may not be what you're hoping for or what you ask for, but God promises even better. So whatever God does do, however he does answer your prayer, it's going to be even better than what you think for yourself. Again, because God understands so much more. We can just see a little bit. God sees the whole picture. So It might not be the new PS5 you're asking for. Maybe it's going to be a PS4 that's used from a friend, but this is now going to be your best friend, and you guys are going to play together all the time, every single day, and you're going to be able to tell that person about Jesus, and they're going to give their life to Jesus because of you, right? So it might not be what you expect, but God has bigger and better plans, and he does want to give you good things because he is a loving, good father. Okay, so prayer is like a power charge, like a battery, or you plug it into a wall outlet. Life, like we were just sharing, life is hard. Life gets tiring. Life gets stressful, especially for adults, right? We have bills to pay. We have jobs to go to. Maybe your job is hard because you don't get along with your boss or your coworkers. Maybe it's just not even a good fit for you, but you're still sticking with it because you have a family to support, okay? Maybe it's not something you're super passionate about, the thing that you always thought you would be doing for a job, and it really does feel like a job. But God promises that prayer can recharge you like a power charge. In the Bible, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. He can bring that refreshment. He can bring that uh, uh, renewal of, of what you're seeking, that passion that you need to keep going, to keep believing, to keep the faith. If you pray, in my trouble, I called to the Lord. I cried out to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my voice. My call for help reached his ears. In my trouble, in my distress, in my stress, in my worry, in my struggles, in my hard times, when I get fired from a job, when I uh, lose a loved one to COVID, when I, uh, you know, struggle with, I don't know, I get a speeding ticket or something. Whatever it is, God is there to answer us in our struggles, in our troubles. So we turn to him in prayer, and it's like this power boost, this energy boost that brings that strength, that carries you through uh, those difficult times. And 
Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. For the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great, what? Power and produces wonderful results. Not only is it a power charge for you personally and your personal relationship with the Lord, but it can do mighty, mighty, mighty things. Okay, in the Bible, it says that there was a man of God who prayed for the sun to stop in the sky because there was a battle going on. And God answered his prayer. And the sun stopped up in the sky until they conquered their enemies, until they won the battle. So the daylight kept going so that way they could keep fighting and keep winning the battle. God does amazing things when people pray. And it's not just in the Bible, right? That's what that song Faithful Now is about. Yes, God uh, uh, released prisoners from prison, shook the prison walls. Yes, God split the seas so that the people of Israel could cross uh, on dry ground. But God does those things today. There are still miracles happening today. And I think it's sad here, especially in the Western church, we are just so accustomed to not expecting miracles. We don't expect the miraculous. We think that the miraculous only happens in Marvel movies or in Disney movies. But God is powerful. There is nothing that God can't do. There is no physical limitation to our world that he can't conquer. So why don't we believe in him for for miracles, why don't we believe in his power to change the circumstances around us? And I think that when we, the keiki, start to believe in God's power in their lives, you guys as a generation could start to see incredible miracles happening all around you. We could start to see things like the, the sea splitting and prison doors opening and people being raised from the dead and people being healed and all these amazing things that we believe just happened in the Bible, they could still be happening today. Prayer is like a power charge. Now, here's one again. Like I said, please don't take it too seriously. Prayer is like a date with God. Now, this one might be a little harder for the cakey to understand because you, you, most of you guys are still at the age where you think boys or girls, if you're a boy or girl, are gross. And you don't want to have anything to do with them. You like to sit at a different table on Sunday mornings or in school. You like the boys over there and the girls over here. And the boys play their game during uh, recess. And the girls play their game <laughs> during recess. And you don't like mixing, right? So the idea of dating is still might be something that's far off. So it might be something that maybe more our youth might relate to or you adults. But basically, the reason why I chose this is because uh, prayer is an opportunity to spend special time with God. So this is something that you, Keiki, can understand. Keiki, do you guys ever get to go on special dates with your parents? A special opportunity that you have to spend one-on-one -on -one time with them that is just for you just for you to talk with your parents, just for you to spend time with them. They get to know you better. You get to know them better. That's a really special time. It doesn't have to be a date between a boy and a girl. It can be even dates between father-daughters, father-sons, mother-son, mother-daughter. Prayer is like a date with God. Um, it tells us in Psalm 145, verse 18, that the Lord is close to all who call on him and to all who call on him in truth. God 
when we pray, we are drawing near to God. We're choosing to stop focusing on ourselves and what's going on in our lives and around us. And instead, we're focusing on God. And when we choose to draw near to God, God moves closer to us. And there's a closeness that starts to develop in that personal relationship, that time that we have, that special time with God. And then it says in uh, Jeremiah 33.3, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not do not know. So we're going to talk about this here a little bit more in a second. But God speaks back to you when you pray. And he might reveal and teach and show you things that you didn't know before, that you couldn't know on your own. God has special things to speak to you, to share with you in prayer. So like a date with God, an opportunity for you to get to know God better, to develop a closer relationship with him. Prayer is like a conversation. Now, so I have here my props because, like I said, we can't have a cakey lesson without some interaction. So here's my telephone. All right, so now if I have my side of my telephone and I'm like hello hello is anybody there hello hello I don't hear anything right uh, a conversation is not one-sided unless you're really weird and you just like to talk to yourself actually I like talking to myself it's more effective if you're having a conversation and there's somebody on the other end so here we go I'm gonna give this to somebody who wants to hold the other end of my telephone Oh, Hannah's hand is up, so here you go, Hannah. All right, Hannah. Okay, so we have to hold the line tight, I was told, in order for it to work. So you have to unravel it all the way to the end there, Hannah. Okay, so I'm going to back up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> okay, now you say something. That's so cool. <laughs> So prayer is like a conversation. You can hold that, Hannah. Um, prayer is like a conversation. It is not one-sided. A lot of people think that they sit down and pray and they have their whole list of things that they want to say to God. And in Jesus' name, amen. And then they're off and running, right? But actually, it, it's a two-sided conversation. God has things to speak to you if you would just take the time to listen, right? Nobody wants to have a conversation with someone who talks, 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 and never actually spends the time. <laughs> See, now they're interested. <laughs> I want to try the telephone. Um, talks, 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 and never takes the time to listen. Now, listening to God can be hard. I remember I had a pastor who wanted us to develop uh, the, giving God the opportunity to speak to us in prayer. So he had us all sit quietly for three minutes. He timed it. And we didn't. We weren't supposed to not talk. We were supposed to kind of clear our minds, not be thinking about our grocery list or our, what we had to do at work the next day or about the guy that we had a crush on that was sitting across the row from us. He wanted us to just focus and, and wait and try to hear from God. And it was super awkward because we're all just sitting there in silence and we're like, how much longer is the time going on? But he want, what he wanted us to develop is something that's so important and is that is giving God the opportunity to speak to us. If we're just talking, 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 we're not going to hear very much, right? 
We need to give the other person in a conversation the opportunity to talk as well. (laughs) So prayer is like a conversation. It is talking with God, not just to God. Again, in Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. In Psalm 13, 3, it says, Lord, look at me, answer me. My God, tell me or I will die. Be ready to hear from God. Two-sided conversation. And then this is an important part. So when we're talking about hearing, having a conversation with God and hearing from God, how do we know it's God's voice? So this is really important because you might not hear God speak out loud like you're hearing me talk right now. You might. Some people do. Some people actually hear uh, an out loud voice talk to them from God. But that's not, probably not most people hear from God that way. So this is the next question is, how do I know it's God's voice? If his voice doesn't sound like when you're talking to another human being. So here's another fun little prop. This is important in cakey ministry. You can't be too, you take, again, take yourself too seriously. Kind of got to, oh, I adjusted this for Piper and that's too tight. Uh, kind of got to check your dignity at the door. All right, so here we go. I am a sheep. But now I need everybody else to give me your best sheep voice. Come on, I know you parents do this with your kids. What does the sheep say? Very good. I am a sheep. Now, in the Bible, it compares us to sheep a lot. And some people say it's because sheep are not smart and sheep wander away and get lost and do foolish things. And so that's why we're compared to sheep. I was reading an article recently that said sheep are actually very intelligent in their own way. They have a very strong flocking uh, instinct and some other things. I don't know, whichever way. You stand on the our sheep smart debate. Okay, we're compared to sheep a lot in the Bible, and you can see why. Okay, sheep, uh, they actually say if one sheep walks off a cliff, the entire flock will follow them right off the cliff because they're all following the leader, and so they all flock together and do the same thing. And it, again, so some people think that means that sheep are not very smart, but again, uh, they do have this strong flocking instinct. Um, Sheep have a tendency to get lost. They have a tendency to get hurt. They need help. They need a shepherd, right? So that's another reason why I think we're compared to sheep a lot in the Bible. And this is important. It says in John 10, the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and comes to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. And then it says later on in verse 14, I, this is Jesus speaking, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep. And they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep 
two that are not in this sheepfold, but I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. So God is our shepherd, bah. We are the sheep, and he is the one that sacrificed his life for his sheep. The Bible tells us that he'll, he even goes in search, right, of the one lost sheep who is lost. You want, here, Maylee, you want my hat? You want my sheep hat? You can have it. Um, we are the sheep. He is the shepherd. Now, in ancient times, they actually had a, a sheepfold that was used by multiple flocks, not just one. So all the shepherds would bring their sheep there. They had only one gate going in, one gate going out. So they would open the gate. The sheep would go in. And then immediately, right, your sheep would mix in with the other sheep. Now then come morning, right, they stay in the sheepfold for protection. Come morning, how do you separate your sheep from other people's sheep? Do you dye your sheep a certain color so you know all yours are blue or pink or orange or whatever, and that's how you separate them out, right? Did they brand them like they used to brand cattle so they knew which ones were theirs? No, actually what the Bible tells us right here, <laughs> again, like I said, see, it never goes as expected. But I'm glad that they're enjoying it and being feeling entertained. Um, it's, it's just like it says here in this scripture. Each shepherd had his own unique call, right? His own unique way to call his sheep, to speak to them. And because his sheep knew his call, his voice, because they spent time with him, they came to their sheep. In fact, there's a story from World War II that it was around Jerusalem, and there were soldiers trying to steal sheep on a hillside. And they were leading the sheep away, and the shepherd is watching his sheep go away, and he has no way to fight back, right? These are, shep these are uh, soldiers with actual weapons, right, that are stealing his sheep. So what does he do? He gives his own call, and the sheep walk away from the strangers that they don't know, and they go back to their shepherd because they know his voice. So we're going to play a little game because, again, this is cakey ministry. Again, don't take ourselves too seriously. Called Hear My Voice. We're going to see how well we know each other's voices because we're familiar with one another. So we're going to see if we can recognize people's voices. Last week I recorded some voices. I freaked people out when I was like, I want to record record your voice and I need you to say something for me. And so what we're going to do is we're going to listen to them and then we're going to see if we can identify who it is. Okay. So the first one, we're going to work in reverse order, Milo. So we're going to start with number eight. The first one should be an easy one. We're going to start with something really easy and we'll see if you guys can get it. Okay. Ready? All right, here we go. Every person matters. All right. <laughs> Seriously, I told, I told him, I was like, if they don't know your voice, it's a sad day. <laughs> it's a sad day for Kauai Bible Church. Yes, that's Pastor Aaron. Very good. And I, I also teased him because I was like, it sounds like you're surprised when you're saying it or like you, you're not too sure that every person matters. By the way, I had everyone say every person matters. This is kind of a, what do I want to call it? Uh, yes, a core value for our church. And so that's why we have it there above the door so everyone can see it as they're leaving. We want every person here to know that they matter, not just to us, but to God. All right, let's try the next one. That one was easy. Let's try this next one. Every person matters. 
Yeah! Auntie Eileen! Woohoo! These are people who have been a part of our church for a long time, so I, that's what I said. I, I hope that as we build, you guys will recognize more and more voices. Okay, next one. Every person matters. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Barry. I asked Uncle Barry, and he's like, do you want Auntie Eileen to do it too? And I said, sure. <laughs> so they both did it. They were good sports. All right, uh, let's do the next one. Every person matters. Okay, anybody? A little less quick to answer. Who's got it? Anybody? Who do you think it is? Janelle? Good guess. It's, it's Janelle, Auntie Janelle. What? Yeah, that was yours. <laughs> Sometimes we don't even know our own voice. <laughs> She's a new mom, so we're going to cut her some slack. That's what I said through my whole, through Cruz's whole first year. I'm like, you guys, it's just a good thing. I'm just walking and functioning, so... <laughs> All right, let's try the next one. Every person matters. Good job. Boy, Hannah's got them all really fast. Yeah, that's Auntie Joy. Where is Auntie Joy? Is she outside? Auntie Joy. Okay, let's try another one. Every person matters. We had to get a cakey. Hey, you're not supposed to say the answer if it's you. <laughs> Yeah, we had to get a cakey in there, and Hannah was the only one in the Harbor class last week, so she was the shoe-in. <laughs> All right, good. Hannah? Okay, we have one more voice. So here we go. Every person matters. All right, so let's, that, that, this is supposed to be one of the harder ones, so let's see if you guys can guess. Sugi? Okay, if you think it's Sugi, raise your hand. Uncle Sugi, raise your hand. All right. Does anybody have any other guesses besides Uncle Sugi? <laughs> okay, who thinks it's Uncle Robin? You would be correct. It's Uncle Robin. Uncle Robin Trochi. Woohoo! All right, so thank you for playing Hear My Voice. I hope that you guys have fun. You know, what I, what I really wanted you guys to see is, especially if it's your own family members, it should be pretty easy for you to recognize your own family members' voices. Um, even if sometimes some family members have voices that are similar, you still might be able to distinguish your own family members, your own close friends, more easily than you would someone who's outside of your family. Okay, and especially not a stranger, yeah? So the reason that I wanted us to do that is because we get to know God, we will get to know his voice. As I said, for some people, it might be you're hearing it out loud. You might hear God's voice, but that's not true for everybody, okay? For some people, God might give you a picture or an idea from him, and that's his way of speaking to you. God might give you a feeling that you have. You just have this feeling inside of you, and you know that that's God speaking to you. That's what God wants you to do. That's what God wants you to understand in that moment. But the more you get to know God, the more you spend time with him, the better you will get to know his voice. So to wrap it up here, guys, because I know the uh, natives are getting restless, prayer is our always there, power charged, get to know you, better connection to God. 
God hasn't physically walked around on the earth and lived with people since Jesus was on the earth. But just because God isn't a human being that we can call up for a morning surf sesh, it doesn't mean that we don't have a connection with God. He is always there waiting to hear from you. The connection is there, but will you use it? So prayer. Prayer is like God's phone number. Prayer is not like a vending machine. Prayer is a power charge. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is like a date with God. Prayer is our opportunity to get to know God better and experience his word and his power in our lives. Prayer. All right? Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for hanging in there, Cakey. (laughs) 